on the show today. A judge sets a long timeline for Google's antitrust lawsuit. Facebook announces it will offer security features to additional accounts. Multiple technology companies join together to combat ransomware. In our scam of the day, I share the story of how I was tricked into installing an undesirable app. And today's tip teaches you how to select a new home security system. All of that and more is coming up on the January 4th, 2021 edition of Cybersecurity Made Personal. Helping you stay safe in a connected world. This is Cybersecurity Made Personal. Hello and welcome to the first Cybersecurity Made Personal podcast of 2021. This is the safest podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Jim Herman. I have three stories on the news beat for you today. We begin in Washington, D.C., where a federal judge has set a timeline for the antitrust lawsuit against Google. However, don't expect a judgment against Google anytime soon. The current timeline sets a tentative trial date of September 12, 2023. Much of the time in between now and the trial will be spent reviewing documents related to Google's inner workings and holding pre-trial motions related to evidence. Google has denied the allegations that it illegally collaborated with other companies in order to thwart its competition in search, which means it's unlikely that the company will settle before that trial date. And moving on to another Silicon Valley giant, Facebook has announced that it will be expanding its Facebook Protect program to include more types of accounts. The Facebook Protect program grants additional protections to certain user accounts, such as two-factor authentication and real-time monitoring for possible threats. So far, it has only been available to politicians and other verified accounts of those involved in the election process. However, Facebook says that it will be opened to accounts of other possibly vulnerable individuals, such as journalists, human rights defenders, and celebrities. Facebook also announced that security keys will be available for any individual who wants to purchase one. Under the program, users will be able to purchase the keys from retailers or online and then register them with Facebook. This will make a stronger form of two-factor authentication available to all Facebook accounts. And finally, a coalition of 19 tech companies, security firms, and nonprofit organizations have banded together to form the Ransomware Task Force. One of the members, the Institute for Security and Technology, stated that the group will assess the way the industry responds to ransomware search for gaps in defense strategies, and develop a plan for concrete objectives and actionable milestones. According to the IST, additional information about the task force, including the full membership and its leaders, will be released later this month. 
And now we move on to our scam of the day. I've said multiple times on this show that there is something out there that will trick you. Today, I'm going to share the story of how I was tricked into installing a fake app last week. It all began as I was relaxing and playing a game on my tablet. I finished one game and received a pop-up saying that an update was available for download. As you know, I'm a big proponent of installing updates, so of course I told my tablet to install the update. The message took me to the Play Store, where I told the app to install what I thought was an update. However, as the app began to install, I noticed that the name of the app was one letter different from the name of the app that I had been playing. I wasn't installing an update to an app, I was installing a fake app. Since this was on a device that I use, one that contained my personal information, I did not let the app complete the installation. Of course I was curious about the purpose of the app, but that was not the device to use to test it. I tell you this story as a reminder. Always be very cautious about the actions that you take. Don't rush into installing an app or an update or taking any other action just because you're told to do it. Always be careful and pay attention to what you're doing. And make sure the spelling of an app is the same as the one that you intended to install. If you encounter a scam you think we'd like to talk about on the show, you can send it to us at scam at cybersecuritymadepersonal.com. And now it's time for our cybersecurity pop quiz. Each episode, I'll ask you a question in the field of online security or privacy, and it's your job to figure out the right answer. Today's question is multiple choice. The question is, which of these is not a way to protect your privacy on Facebook? A, complete the Facebook privacy checkup. B. Enable the strongest possible privacy settings. C. Delete the Facebook app from your devices. Or D. Look over your profile for fake posts. The answer will be revealed in next week's episode. But if you want to know it right away, you can go to cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash popquiz to find out if you're right. Plus, if you submit your guess on the website, Regardless of whether you're right or wrong, you can be entered to win a $25 Amazon gift card when we conclude Season 2 in February. But your guess to this question must be submitted before the next episode is released at 8 a.m. on Monday, January 11th. For official rules, visit cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash quizrules. Last week's question was, which of these can be used alongside a password for two-factor authentication? A. A code sent to you by text message. B. A block on addresses from outside the United States. C. A pin that you have memorized. D. A scan of your fingerprint. Or E. A code saved on your phone. 
The correct answers are A, B, and D. A text message code proves that you have possession of your phone. A scan of your fingerprint double-checks your identity. And a block on addresses from outside a geographic area can help make sure that only people within a certain area can access resources, although that can be circumvented by pretending you're in a different place. A pin that you have memorized or a code that you have saved on your phone are just other items that you know. It doesn't provide much additional protection since it can be subject to the same vulnerabilities such as phishing or brute force attacks. For true two-factor authentication, you need to have a totally different method of proving your identity. Home security systems can do many things. They can discourage porch pirates, detect someone walking around your home, or even monitor your loved ones to make sure they haven't fallen. However, if you don't know what you need to purchase, you could waste money or end up with a system that doesn't actually do what you need. We'll have more on how to select the right security system when we come back from this short break. If you have a cybersecurity question you'd like to know the answer to, you don't have to wait for an episode about it. We want to hear from you, whether it's a question you have or a comment you want to leave us about the show. You can reach us by email at info at cybersecuritymadepersonal.com or you can leave a voicemail at 859-968-9399, option 2. We'd love to hear your feedback or your questions, and we will definitely consider them when we discuss future topics or changes to the show. Plus, if we select a topic based on your message, we'll be sure to recognize you in that episode. Once again, that's info at cybersecuritymadepersonal.com or 859-968-9399, option 2. Have you ever purchased something only to find out that it wasn't actually what you wanted to begin with? Maybe you thought the product was going to be amazing, but in reality, it didn't live up to the hype. Or maybe you thought that it would solve a major problem you were having, but when you received it, you discovered that it didn't quite do what you thought it would do. When it comes to home security systems, you have to be careful what you purchase. You could easily end up with something that doesn't work, doesn't do what you expected it to do, or that introduces new security issues you didn't realize you could be introducing. The decision to purchase a security system is a big one, so it's important that you take the time to do some research before you make your purchase. So how do you go about choosing the right home security system for you and your home? Before you start investigating different devices and brands, you must figure out what safety concerns you're actually trying to address. If you're concerned about making sure your teenager stays safe when he gets home from school, what you should purchase will be completely different 
than if you're concerned about packages stolen off your front porch. You might even want to use a security system to protect yourself or your loved ones. A system that warns of medical emergencies also qualifies as a security system. So before you start buying something just because it seems to be the latest and greatest thing in the home security world, carefully consider what your goals are. Once you've decided what your goals are, here are some factors to consider as you select the perfect system. First, consider whether you should get a wireless or a wired system. A wired system may be slightly more reliable, but it's not something you can generally install in a rented home. It also is not something that you can easily remove and take with you. If you own your home and you plan to stay there for some time, you might decide to choose a wired system. But if you're renting or you're not sure that you're going to stay in your home, a wireless system is definitely going to be a better option for you. Second, you need to select the devices that you need for your system. The specific devices you need are going to be determined by the goals that you set in the beginning. For example, if your primary concern is monitoring the inside of your home while you're away, you don't need to spend money on security cameras designed to be placed outside your home. Depending on your goals, you may not even need a camera at all. If your goal is to monitor the outside of your home, you'll need to purchase an outdoor security camera. If you only care about the inside of your home, you can purchase a camera that's designed for indoor use only. If your biggest concern is preventing people from stealing packages off your porch, a doorbell camera or a single security camera may be the only thing that you need. And if your primary goal is to discourage someone from trying to break in, you may just be able to get by with purchasing a fake security camera that you mount around your home. These just cost a few dollars, but they can discourage criminals. So when it comes to cameras, you have a wide variety of options. You also have options when it comes to other security devices. For example, there's no shortage of smart locks, window and door sensors, motion detectors, and emergency sensors. Each of these devices come with their own set of options. However, you also want to purchase devices that are compatible with each other. Rather than just purchasing the cheapest device in each category, it is much better to purchase devices that are all from the same manufacturer. You can link the devices together and you can control them all from one app or one central console instead of having multiple apps for different purposes. Purchasing a single device or devices that are compatible with each other will be much easier to set up and manage. Third, consider whether you need active monitoring of your system. For a monthly fee, most manufacturers will offer a remote monitoring service. These services will respond to alerts and contact the appropriate authorities. If they notice someone unauthorized in your home, they can notify the police. If the smoke detectors are activated, they can notify the fire department. Fourth, make sure to consider the security of these devices as well. 
As we've discussed many times on this show, sometimes these new internet-connected devices don't always take your security seriously. And yes, that goes for these devices, which are intentionally designed to enhance your security. If you install a device from a company that didn't take security seriously when they were building it, you could end up hurting your security more than you help it. And fifth, there's one final factor that you need to consider. Will you install the system yourself, or will you hire someone to install it for you? If you're decent at using and setting up technology, you can probably do it yourself. However, you might also feel that the cost for professional installation is worth it to make sure that everything is installed and set up correctly. In almost every case, a security system is well worth the money. But you must make sure that you select the right system for your home. Once you've determined what you're trying to protect, you then need to consider whether you need a wired or wireless system, what devices you need to purchase, whether you need active monitoring, the security of the devices itself, and whether you want professional installation or you're able to do it yourself. Answering all of these questions will help ensure you get the right system for your needs. That's it for today. Thanks for listening, and come back again next Monday, where our tip will discuss how you can stay anonymous online. Until next time, stay safe. Thanks again for joining us for the Cybersecurity Made Personal podcast. Check out the show notes page linked in the description for links to the articles mentioned, more information about today's tip, and a transcription of this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you would consider visiting our welcome page at cybersecuritymadepersonal.com welcome. There, you can find more information about the show and links to some of our most popular episodes. Cybersecurity Made Personal is provided for educational purposes only. Don't take any action on your computer unless you fully understand what you are doing and the possible consequences. Visit cybersecuritymadepersonal.com slash disclaimer for more information. Cybersecurity Made Personal is a production of Personal Cybersecurity, LLC. I'm Jim Herman. Thanks for listening and stay safe.